0: I'm not trying to cure you, C-U-R-E. I'm not trying to take all the bad away because it's not going to happen. I'm not trying to make you perfect because that's not going to happen, but I can help you get better. And better is good because better in June and then better in July, then better in August. Wow, starts to get contagious. Okay? You start to feel mad, to get better. So that's what I'm a master at, at building people's confidence by them getting better.
1: The first and best victory is to conquer self. Welcome to The Conqueror Approach, a journey of self-mastery to cultivate our mind, body, spirit, financial literacy, and allow our light to shine upon the world. Brought to you by me, your host, U.S. Navy submarine veteran and entrepreneur, Musa Mikhail. Let's conquer. Welcome back to the Conquer Approach. I appreciate you and I appreciate your support. Today, I have world-renowned speaker, motivational, inspirational speaker and author, Tim Story. Uh, He has been a life coach for 30 plus years. Tim has traveled 75 countries, spoken to millions of people, inspired all walks of life, including entertainment legends such as Charlie Sheen, Robert Downey Jr., Natalie Cole, Quincy Jones, and professional athletes such as Deion Sanders, all the way to executives and deprived children all across the world. He's featured on Oprah's Super Soul Sunday, Steve Harvey TV, Grant Cardone, 10X Growth Con, and many, many more. He's author of multiple books, including his latest, The Miracle Mentality. Thank you, Tim. story. It's an honor and privilege to have you here today.
0: What a privilege to be on your program. I'm proud of you, man. I mean, you're young, you're sharp looking, and you're helping to change people's lives. So what a privilege to be on this podcast.
1: And that that means a great deal coming from you. And and the whole idea of the conqueror approach really comes from the mindset and and helping people have the mindset on their journeys to self-improvement and self-betterment. And and the quote that is is really the core of it's the first and best victory is to conquer self. And that all comes from mindset and the mentality we have. And that's why I, I deeply resonated with your work and especially the miracle mentality. And I wanted to talk about that a little bit. For those who may not have heard of the book or have read it yet, can you tell us a little bit about what the miracle mentality is?
0: Yeah, the the miracle mentality is, the idea of a miracle is something uncommon, not regular, not status quo. It's something extraordinary. And the cool thing about this is that we are all programmed to have a miracle mentality. And how do you know this? All you have to do is be around children. They're fantasizing. They're creating. Sometimes they have imaginary friends. (laughs) You take them to places like a Disneyland, and they're just gone in another world. And somehow, as we get older, it seems that, we begin to minimize the miracle mentality. So this is a lot of research with a lot of researchers and me as a writer, this is my 10th book with an amazing editor who teaches at Princeton where we compile this book and it is really working and getting great feedback because I think we all want to get back to who we really are and that is people that have a miracle mentality and have the extraordinary life we were destined to live.
1: I completely agree with that, that when we're born, we have this mentality already until it's conditioned out of us. And and the way you articulate it in the yeah. book is so beautiful. Uh, and, and living in messy, mundane, and mad, which is, I feel like, a majority of us as humans are are somewhere in there, uh, at least most of the time. Uh, Can you tell us a little bit, what, what is living messy or in mundane or even mad?
0: So to me, to, to, to be number one in the mundane is we all have to do mundane things. Mundane is common, normal chores. Okay. Like I'm not in the mood to take out my trash on Wednesday. I got, I got three trash cans, <laughs> but I do it. I don't want my assistants to do it. I do it. I even do my own dishes a lot of times. There's a lot of other things I do that I consider mundane, like going to the DMV. I don't like the lighting. They have bad, bad lighting <laughs> at the DMV. <laughs> so the mundane is just the status quo. What I have found, though, if you do not master the mundane, the mundane will master you. This is super powerful. And what happened to people during COVID-19 and being quarantined, a lot of them, the mundane mastered them. They stayed in their sweats. They got chuckalicious. And don't put yourself down if you, if you gain weight. But a lot of people got chubby. People finished the entire Netflix. <laughs> they had to get Discovery Plus because they finished Netflix. So that's the the that's the mundane mastering you. So, but here's the challenge, man. You can go from mundane, and just when you think that's bad enough, it's being stuck there. Then your life gets messy. Messy is disheveled, unorganized. Disorder. So now you got to reorder your disorder. Good stuff, right? Mundane, messy, it escalates. The madness. I'm overwhelmed. I'm overwhelmed. So this book, The Miracle Mentality, teaches you how to deal with the mundane, deal with the messy, deal with the madness. We can deal with them and we could defeat them, mostly with your approach. I like this whole conqueror idea. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, I appreciate it. And, and something that really stood out in, in the way I evaluated where I was at or where I've been or if I'm in the messy or mad is, is something that you mentioned, which is clutter and, yeah. and the mess around us. So it, it's, it's interesting how the messiness in our mind can manifest into our surroundings and our environment. And that's something that I really took away from the book. And how, though, how, though, is our environment a reflection of our minds?
0: Yes. So what happens is that some people are just messy people, but yet they could create magical things in the midst of a mess. Like, I, I know good rappers that smoke weed all day and they just, like, their studio's a mess, but people are listening to their stuff. But that's not the best version of themselves. Mm-hmm. So so what I, what I always say to people is, because they'll say to me, like, yo, man, I'm doing great. You know, I mean, obviously, look at what I'm doing and people love me. I got money. And this, I go, yeah, but let's talk about missed potential. Mm -hmm. Look what you could be if you weren't doing all that. Okay. So no doubt about it. You can create magic in the midst of a mess, but you can create even better magic in the midst of clarity.
1: Mm -hmm. I, I think that falls into the realm of you're, you're having success now. However, what, what's possible. 100%. Yeah, what's possible if you have that clarity?
0: Okay, let's go there real quick because you're still a young guy with just massive potential. And I want to give you my phone number. I want to continue to talk to you because you you got it. I know when somebody has it. And so, but if you are not educated in the correct way, if you don't have the right conversation if you don't see the right observations, then you're not going to reach the potential that you could. So a lot of the miracle mentality is, do you want to be a damn discount version of yourself? I don't, you know, it's like, I don't want to end up like at a discount store. I want to, I want to be at, you know, Dolce Gabbana boutique on Rodeo drive. So it's all about a choice. So, even though I I was raised in a lower income family and, you know, we didn't have much money. Uh, we were confined. We were cluttered. You know, the reason I think that Tim's story just went boom, I made a choice. I was not going to be a discount version of myself. No way. Wasn't going to happen.
1: And that's been a great inspiration because of what you've created for you, and and the lives that you impacted in 75 countries, that wouldn't have been possible if you wanted to be a discount version of yourself. So your, your whole legacy is just inspirational there. Uh, and, and something that helped me also was in, in your book, when you were talking, I, I believe it was about Charlie Sheen. Yeah. Uh, and you know, not to go into that, but the idea of being better versus yes. perfect that's something that hit me hard because I always got stuck on perfectionism. Yes. And then the idea, could you tell us a little bit more about how we can make that shift from just being better versus being perfect?
0: Yeah, so as you know, I I work with entertainers. I work with over 300 entertainers um, from around the world and some of the biggest stars that we have. And my whole thing is I think one reason they come to us, I've never chased one down, is because I'm a master at helping somebody get better. I'm not trying to cure you, C-U-R-E, okay? I'm not trying to take all the bad away because it's not going to happen. I'm not trying to make you perfect because that's not going to happen. But I can help you get better. And better is good. Because better in June, and then better in July, then better in August, wow, it starts to get contagious, okay? You start to feel, man, it's getting better. It's like, let's say Ronaldo. Let's say if Ronaldo was in a slump and scoring goals, but he had three games in a row where he was better. What's that going to build? It's going to build his confidence. So that's what I'm a master at at building people's confidence by them getting better. And I use the illustration of Charlie Sheen, cause that's my brother. Like that's my real friend. Me and Charlie have been friends for over 20 years. So even if he has his ups and downs, no matter what he goes through, the idea is, okay, you may have like messed up again, but let's get better.
1: Mm-hmm. And that's something that ties into uh, the perception of celebrities and fame, people just idolizing them, which they're extraordinary people in their own creativity and their own passions. However, there there's something to say that even behind that, they still have a lot of the same struggles that most people have. And they come to people like you to help them get better and to find a balance between their fame and careers. And life. Uh, so with that, what are some of the starting tips or getting someone into a place where they can feel balance between their careers and their personal lives? How do you help them bridge that?
0: Okay. So you frame that question perfectly. You're super good at what you do. Okay. So you have two things. You have your humanity and you have your ambitions. Okay. So let's say a Denzel Washington. So Denzel is a phenomenal actor. Mm-hmm. All right. Let's 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 go to a whole different type of person. Let's go to a Johnny Depp, great actor. Robert De Niro, mm-hmm. great actor. Okay. Um, Nicole Kidman, great actress. So that's their ambitions, or that may be their career, but. With their ambitions and career, they still have humanity. The humanity is the physical, the mental, the spiritual, the family, the social life. It's deep, right? Mm -hmm. So what I think what a lot of people have done is that they have minimized the humanity side to maximize the career side. A lot of times, mostly young people, like, dude, I'm on my grind. I beat the sun up. And the sun's like, yo, dude, I, I beat you up before you were even born. <laughs> <laughs> so the sun's not impressed, just so you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the, su- the sun's not going like, you know, west side. So you got the humanity of the physical, the mental, the spiritual, the family, the job, the career. Then you have the ambitions and that thing that you're doing in life. And the key is you have to master the humanity side for you to maintain the other side. If you don't master the humanity, you're going to blow up. Okay? and sabotage even the greatest career in the world. And this is what we see all the time, right? Mm-hmm. You, you see it in white collar crime, where people go to prison because they didn't master their humanity. They go to jail for other things. They lose stuff. They die early. So yeah, so the miracle mentality can be something that we use to master our humanity and also master our career dreams and aspirations.
1: Mm, absolutely. And when it when it comes to making those major shifts, and, and you have uh, a, a pretty big spiritual presence in, in yeah. the spiritual community, is that something that you help people understand or get in touch with? their spirituality or, or building up faith when they, when they are beat down? Yeah.
0: So here's what I would say. Because I've traveled so much, 75 countries is a lot. It is. I mean, you, you, you try going through the TSA in 75 countries, <laughs> but I'm going to blow you away. Some countries I've been to 80 times. Like, I've been to England 80 times alone. I've been to Sweden 68 times. So so I've been traveling since I was 20 years of age. I'm 60 now. So for 40 years, I've been out there talking to people from orphanages of six kids to 85,000 people at a time. So what What I have found as I have traveled the world is that most people have similar things that they want, similar desires. Whether you be in Bangladesh or whether you're in Stockholm, Sweden, there's a lot of similarities that people have. And you know what they want? They want to live up to their potential. Okay? And so I would say if I was to ask you, what do you want out of life? You want to live up to your potential. You don't want to be a discount version of yourself.
1: hmm No, that's, that's powerful because I don't even know how many, like if I know anyone who's traveled that much. So uh, to see that many people all have the same similarities or desires, I feel like that just shows how connected we are as a humanity.
0: Yeah, but let me answer the spiritual question.
1: Yeah. Because
0: I left that part out of the answer. The spiritual thing to me is in traveling to all these places, I have respect for anybody's vantage point. So whether they are non-spiritual or they were raised in a certain religion, I have respect for where they're coming from. That's their that's their vantage point. That's their point of view. Fair enough? Yeah. So When I share my story of spirituality, it's my story. So it's it's what has helped my life, what's transformed my life. I talk about that story. And what I've found is one reason I'm respected across the board by so many other religions and do things on so many religious platforms is because I'm respectful. But they let me tell my story. And so my story is that, you know, my relationship with God, my relationship with Jesus Christ has transformed the way I think, the way I live, the way I conduct myself, and that's what's working for me. But I think that it's not always verbal that's the best thing, mostly nowadays. I think it's more your conduct. So people more want to see what you're really about. So I I try to um, respond more by my conduct than by my words.
1: Right. And I I think that's a powerful way because they see your being, the way you show up and contribute and the way that you do show respect in so many different areas or religion uh, Mm -hmm. platforms. Uh, And that just shows that You're a role model in as a human. (laughs) You you. you're a leader of of what I believe is our highest level of expression is is that that love because that's that's what I see from your work. No Uh, doubt,
0: no doubt about it. Like I'll I'll work with anywhere from the Dalai Lama all the way to Deepak Chopra, who I consider a friend to protestant christian leaders to catholic leaders to to jewish leaders why i think that we're god's creation and i think that anybody that goes beyond that that they're missing something i think i think at times it's disrespectful to where somebody was raised and how somebody else was nurtured to believe certain things if you if you disagree that's your choice but that doesn't mean you should you know, tell somebody that they're so wrong and mm-hmm. et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. I, I'm more about like what do we have in common. But again, I was I was very much influenced by people like Mother Teresa and Nelson Mandela.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Those are my guys. I'm not I'm not like vibing just on Elon Musk or Jeff Bezos. And congratulations to those guys. But I'm I'm more about like Mother Teresa and Nelson Mandela,
1: that's what I'm up to. Mm-hmm. And and that's what, I agree with that, because when I look at the miracle mentality and and the mindset that creates miracles, I feel like it stems from that kind of view or a vantage point where you can see others uh, and accept and respect what they believe and still have that love. Because a lot of that inner anger, or hatred, or resistance. I feel like that's what keeps us in, like, the messy or mad. One hundred percent.
0: And the, the thing is if you know, we're, we're close to eight billion people now. Okay? Mm-hmm. And if you look at just the country of India alone, how, how large India is, uh, if, if you come from the Western world and you're mad because a whole nation does not believe the way you believe, then you're going to be in some weird conflict the whole time. Mm -hmm. So I think that even the way I read the gospels about Jesus, that he moved with compassion. Everything was about compassion, love, but him showing that, you know, truly, I was sent by the father to heal the brokenhearted, to mend people, to set the captives free. So, I think the best way of showing that kind of faith, if that's your faith, is by your conduct. Once again, love is known by the action it prompts. That's super cool. Mm -hmm. Love is known by the action it prompts. Like, for instance, when I was a kid, they didn't have what you guys have DoorDash. Like, what the heck is that? So I got a lot of young people around me. You always see young people around me because I need it. So so they decide to order food. So they're all busy in my house doing stuff because it's like a house slash workplace. So I enter the door. And when I enter the door, the lady that's there goes, I said, what? She goes, I said, what? She goes, you're Tim Story. I go, yeah. And she starts getting all emotional. And she says, you don't realize. You have changed my life. I follow you and you have changed my life. And she was shaking, crying and shaking. I never met her before. I never like tried to life coach her and change her. And she was saying it wasn't just my words. She says, it was the things that I see you do on social media. You're funny. You're at your mother's house you're joking with people, you're kind to of people. To me, that's a, big, a bigger compliment that I'm the greatest in the world, that's how I see it. Mm-hmm.
1: Absolutely, and that just says so much in, in and of itself that your message can transform lives and you didn't even meet her personally. Yeah. And that was still able to transform lives. And that just shows so, so much, how much love you put into the work and 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 being such an inspirational messenger uh, of of what's possible, and being the best version of ourselves. And honestly, I I believe I personally believe that the best gift we can give is our authentic self and our time. Uh, and you've done that here, and I, I really really appreciate it uh, more than I can express through this call. Uh, yes. And I just I just really want to thank you for sharing your time and sharing your message and all the work that you do and continuously do.
0: Well, let me say, I'm, I'm proud of you because you're under 30 years of age. We won't give away your age right now. Cause when I was your age, I never told people cause I was like doing stuff advanced. And they used to say, how old are you? I go, I'm pushing 30. <laughs> <laughs> but so let me tell you at, at a guy at your stage under 30, I love your mindset. I love the way you're thinking. You're going nowhere but up. And the key is to always just set realistic goals and just get better. Just keep getting better and better and better and master your craft. And as you build your spot, life will put the spotlight on your spot. You don't need to chase anybody down. You already got my attention just the minute you popped on the Zoom, okay? So reach out to my assistant ask them for my personal number and me and you are going to talk. Can I hold up my book, Miracle Mentality? Would that be okay?
1: Please. Okay. I was going to edit that in anyway. So yes, okay. if you have one.
0: Yes. Yeah, so I have it there. Mm-hmm. And this was a good day. See, They did a good shot. Look at that. There's a French photographer and she's older and she's like, Oh, that's not the shot. Ooh, that's not the shot. She got the right shot. Okay. So Miracle Mentality and i would say that's essential reading Mm. it's essential my god who doesn't want to live up to their potential so if you know somebody who's not living up to your potential a friend or family member get it for them you can get it uh written or audio audible book you can get it that way too but privilege to be on your show today
1: absolutely and the audible is excellent because it's spoken by you So the best voice I can hear reading your book is yours. Thank you. (laughs) I love the audio book version and thank you. It's been a privilege for me. That is all for this episode. Thank you for tuning in. If you found any value in this episode, someone, you know, will also please share, subscribe, leave a rating and review so we can reach more people have a farther ripple and a larger impact. Stay grateful, I appreciate you, and remember, you are a conqueror.